to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. This is Darling Brock, and I am in one of my favorite times of the entire year, and that is autumn. You know? Autumn? You really call it autumn? I call it autumn. Yeah, what do you call it? It's fall. fall. Yes. You you fall off a log. You fall, you know, you you fall in love. You fall, but this is autumn. Is this this a regional thing? Does it matter where you're from as to what you call it? Is it like pop and soda? I don't, maybe, maybe it is, but I guess in Florida, you don't experience it the same. Yeah, we don't have it either way. (laughs) Yeah, you grew up in Florida, so, you know, the fronds on the palm trees don't turn color. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I love it. I absolutely love this time of year, Julie Grip. I love the changing of the leaves. I love the scents and the smells and the flavors. And oh, pumpkin. Pumpkin, everything. Yes. Yeah. I am Julie Graham, and I am definitely enjoying a pumpkin spice coffee today. Do you do you do the pumpkin spice coffee? Because I know you're a coffee obsessed person, and you like the strong flavors. Yeah, as long as they give me a couple of extra shots in it, I'm good to go. <laughs> so it's extra sweet. Yeah, I uh, prefer pumpkin roll. If I'm being honest, if we're if we're listing things that I love about fall, because it's definitely fall, just oh, so we're clear. Okay, <laughs> um, I have a family recipe for a pumpkin roll. Have I made it for you yet? No. So you better do that. What kind of friendship do we have that we're have three no years idea. in, and I, I have feel it. really neglected. This is going to be the year, Dar. Okay. I'm going to make pumpkin roll for okay. the next staff meeting when you make it back from the mountains. All right. Once you get away from the gorgeous fall leaves that you are experiencing, like you said, that we don't get here. So happy fall, y'all. And welcome <laughs> to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. So what we're going to talk about today is something that may be weighing heavily on you, or maybe not, but my guess is probably you fall into the first category, and yeah. that is regret. True. And even if it's not weighing heavy, then it's part of your life. It's yeah. part of your emotions. Well, before I get super vulnerable and super be bold and just be you, let's keep it light for a hot second okay, and I'm into that. That share some of the funny things we find ourselves regretting. How about when you're coming in from the grocery store, when you've gone to both Costco and Target, because for me, they're in the same plaza. So I like to try to hit both yeah. and I've got stairs. And so I like well, one trip up the stairs. So I find myself regretting when I put the sixth bag on my arm and then they all fall and everything breaks. They do. And the mayonnaise jar from uh, Costco (laughs) rolling down the steps, right? (laughs) Busting everywhere. And the 17 eggs that then you kick underneath your car, right? That's what you do with eggs when you drop them. (laughs) And that's a story for another day. That's a story from another episode. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. One thing I know I have not done but I think someone would regret, and I do believe I've read this happens, is you get a tattoo of a boyfriend's name when you've only dated him a very short time. Oh, yeah. I mean, if anytime I've seen anyone do the tattoo name of somebody they're with, I'm like, mm, I hope you're not going to regret that one. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> if you have a tattoo of somebody's name on your body that you regret, please tell us just so we can commiserate with you. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. How about when you end up hearing a song that you know is going to stick with with you for the rest uh, of the day and you just wish you didn't hear it crazy what's one that sticks with you um it's getting hot in here oh 
<laughs> oh my gosh. That might be one of my favorite moments of all time. I can't help when that song comes on. It's normally in the gym. When was the last time you heard that song? Actually, I don't know, but, but in the curb? Would, yeah, in the curb. Um, no, yes, club is what I'm trying so. to say. Were you in the club? No. <laughs> is that what you said? We're going to roll <laughs> yes. back on that one. I'm only here it in the gym and I do, I sing it pretty loud. And then I'm like, who, who am I acting like right now? What's happening? But that is one that sticks with you. Another yeah. one that sticks with you is the YMCA. And you're like, what am I singing? Yeah. Every sports event will make you sing that one though. That's true. Every single That's one. True. And then one of the worst, when you go to Disney with your Disney. little Don't one. Don't try to shame Disney. Oh, no, no, no. I love Disney too. But how many times can you sing It's a Small World? Ooh, really? Yeah, that one is bad. How many times can that go through your head over and, and over? And that is and one of the only again. rides that Lincoln is not scared of. So we do have to do that you one a few times. It. Yep. You're right. You're right. Yep. Um, speaking of children, when you leave any writing utensil within reach and walk out of the room and come oh. back to their artwork. And the worst is if you leave a Sharpie. <gasps> Don't say it. It happens. Did that happen to you? Oh, you bet. Oh. Yeah. It was on their bodies for weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but was it a guy's name? <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> um, how about when you pass the last gas station on a long stretch of highway and you're pretty sure you're not going to make it? Maybe you even break down. I'm not saying that's happened to me, but uh, I would be the kind of woman that that happens oh, yeah. to. Yeah. And the worst is when your husband is napping in the passenger seat while you're speeding a little bit too fast and you go, oh, I certainly can get on. And then you start breaking out in a sweat. I've got to get to a gas station before he wakes mm-hmm. up. I've got to get to another one before he wakes up or I'm in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Um, I can't agree with this last one, but maybe somebody else feels this way. You you said wearing stilettos with your wedding dress and then the photographer wants to get those shots out in the grass and all of a sudden you're sinking down into the grass. Yeah, but Julie, you're not my height. I, know, I am a me, little bit taller than you. Yeah, stilettos true. mean everything, or t- any kind of heel means everything to me. So, you know, you get your wedding photos, and all of a sudden you're two inches shorter, three inches shorter, four. And in my world, an inch you makes You need a every big inch, don't you? You got it. Don't you? Yep. Yes. Well, those are just some silly regrets. And we have those kinds of things that happen all of the time. But we want to kind of unpack what can you do with the regrets that linger a little longer, that that cut a little closer to home, that have more of an impact on your life. And to start this conversation, we kind of need to figure out what are we referring to when it comes to regret? What What is the definition of a regret? So as we always do, we try to find somebody smarter than us. Okay. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> but in this one, we went to Psychology Today and what they had to say about regret. And here's what they said. Regret is what we feel when we realize that our current situation might be better if we decided to act differently. It's a backward-looking, unpleasant feeling in which you blame yourself and wish you could undo the past. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think that sums it up. It's when you did or did not do something that you wish you coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. And every single one of us has those. Absolutely. Yeah. And... And I kind of, when I think of the word regret, it has a negative connotation. Do you have that as well? Yeah, I don't like the word at all. In mm-hmm. fact, I try to to do a reverse on it, let's say. What do you mean? Because I think regrets are something that you can turn into something positive in life. Okay, okay. I'll, okay. I'll pick up what you're putting down. But are you trying to say that you don't have regret? No. I'm not saying I don't have regret. Well, you know what, Julie? I probably am saying I don't have regret. Mm. I'm not looking back. Mm. I'm not upset about what was, but I'm not saying I've done everything right. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like this combination. I think usually when you hear the word regret, though, you kind of want to get stuck on it, for lack of a better word. And so it sounds to me like you've figured out a way to take those things that you could have, should have, would have done differently and let them have a positive spin. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And to, just to make it personal, let me let me throw in part of my life. There was a season in my life that I walked away from my faith. Um, I decided that there were other things I wanted to be doing and involved in and, you know, a, a lifestyle that I wanted that was different than one my faith would encourage was me to Was this before the commune? Yeah, it actually okay. was. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm at extreme, so I go one <laughs> yep. direction to the other direction. Um, and, you know, in reality, I could regret that. Mm. I could be sad about that season I had lost, but I'm not. Mm. And I'm only not because I grew and learned and realized how important my faith was to me. And in addition to that, I'm very understanding and sympathetic or empathetic toward people who are walking that road. I've learned from it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think when you start having a conversation with somebody about regret, they might immediately list off a heavy regret that they carry on a regular basis, or they're quick to say, oh, I don't have any regrets. And that person who is quick to say, I don't have any regrets, I would probably say might be in a little bit of denial. Yeah, I think that's and that's an easy place to find yourself. Because if you have a regret, you got to figure out what you're going to do with it. And if you and if you don't have a healthy way to deal with it, you just stuff it. You just say it doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It's not a problem, which isn't going to help you in the future. I think we're saying we want to figure out how to let regret serve us. So I was thinking through what are some things in my life that I would regret. And um, I wanted to cut the list down from 17 things because I felt like we didn't have time to share that. It's cute that you had one to share. Good job. Um, I had oh, several. I already cut my down. Okay, <laughs> okay good. Yeah. I, I have several um, things that if I'm looking back, I might have done differently. Or I know that if I had done differently, I may have saved myself some heartbreak. Um, but I think back to those transitional periods. We've talked a lot on this show about the fact that women do have seasons of life that often change. And we have more natural seasons of change than even men do. And for me, those seasons of change include leaving high school and then leaving college. And those are kind of really transitional points where you kind of get the opportunity to start over and to remake yourself a little bit and find yourself. And I realize now, you know, that hindsight mm -hmm. that I kind of squandered those seasons a little bit. Oh, what do you mean you squandered them? Well, I mean, I think those are natural breaks where you get to pause and think, and which direction do I want to go? Who do I want to be? What, what do I want to pursue in this season? And whether we want to say it's because of some of the emotional trauma I had from my childhood, episode 28, or um, <laughs> just some of the, um, you know, uh, emotional struggles I had, I wasn't strong enough at that point in my life to stand on my own, to embrace being single and be okay with not really having my whole life planned out and just sit in that for a minute and enjoy figuring out who I was. Mm. I kind of looked for someone else to define me and to complete me. And I don't think you're alone in that mm. at all, Julie. I think a lot of us don't take the time to find out who we are, which helps us not have regrets in the future because we know what we want. So since we're having this conversation about regret, 
I can say that I regret not doing that. So now that we're having this conversation, I've been kind of processing the last couple days in preparation for talking about this, that if I want to do what we want to kind of come across in this episode, I have to let that last decision that I would have done differently affect the way I live my life today. So I need to let regret not be a negative thing, but instead have a positive spin. So now I'm in a new season again, right? I'm in this season where um, my life has changed. I'm a single working mom. I kind of get um, a little bit of a fresh start because life has handed me a new set of cards. And I want to be pretty intentional in this season to figure out what I like, who I am, what I want to do, you know, the 30s are the new 20s, right? So (laughs) it's just every year is every decade. (laughs) So I want to, I want to kind of figure that out a little bit more in this season. You know, we just said we weren't very smart. Well, you obviously are, because let me just tell you what Psychology Today article went on to say. Oh, tell me. Admit that you have regrets and you're saying, I am open-minded and willing to take calculated risk with a desire to continually grow and learn. That's what you just said, Julie Well, that is exactly what I want to do. Absolutely. I'm going to put that tattoo on my body. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's where we have, we can say, yes, I have a regret, but I get to choose what I want to do with it. So let's not let regret be a negative thing. Let's let it be a positive thing that gives us new perspective for the future. So the future, we're, let's think about the future. To not have regrets in the future, what are some of the safeguards that we can have? I mean, I think it comes back to we've got to be okay just being ourselves. Oh. And, and that's hard from day to day. I mean, you know my mantra is be bold and just be you, but that doesn't mean I don't struggle with this. I, I look to the woman standing next to me, the guy across the street, the person, you know, the other parents that are in my play group or whatever, and I, I feel like I need to mold and change and shape to what other people are doing. But I'm actually better off if I really kind of lean into who I know I am and what I actually care about and the things that are important to me and not get caught up in comparing myself. No, and I think the worst thing in the world we can do is try to be someone else because we are made uniquely as we are supposed to be. So the more we can learn about who we are and manage our gifts and grow our gifts and our talents and our and our abilities and be solely us then the the road that we have ahead will not have as many regrets because we know who we are and where we're going. And I like we've been kind of saying, this often comes with hindsight. And so I'm going to be in a much better position as 30 or something, whatever I'm saying I am, <laughs> than I was at 21, fresh out of college, not quite sure what to do with myself. And so I'll just get married and that'll be my new identity, yeah. you know, and um, I'll throw myself into that season, which, you know, was a beautiful season. But now I have this new this new horizon, so to speak, and I can let it be um, a, a slower paced, more intentional look at who I want to be and how I want to move forward. I think another part of not being yourself is when you seek to make someone else proud rather than making yourself proud mm-hmm. with what mm-hmm. you do. You're looking for their approval. Mm-hmm. You're looking for their pat on the back. And what they may be proud of may not be the thing that you're supposed to be doing or want to do. Mm. Yeah, this has been a big 
issue in my life, people pleasing. And I don't know that I really knew that about myself until um, within the last year or two. But I think back to my childhood and I spent a lot of time trying to gain the approval of um, my grandmother who raised me, um, you know, other adult figures in my life. And what you said is so true. Sometimes the things they wanted from me wasn't actually what I wanted to do or what I was really naturally talented at. And so when you can learn to lean into who you actually are, you will live with a lot less regret. Yeah, you will. Another thing I think, Julie, that we have to learn, um, and you know, I'm a whole lot older than you are. A and whole I'm lot. You're whole so lot. old. I know. <laughs> and I'm still, I still have to learn this, and that is to get, to have joy in every single situation, every single circumstance mm-hmm. that I'm faced with now. You know, there's heartbreak in life, there's pain, there's grief. But if you look for the even the littlest opportunity to glean joy from it, then you find yourself getting through whatever that is without regrets. Yeah, we had a recent article at the Grit and Grace Project all about gratitude. And so we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. But you're right. Sometimes we can get so negative because of the difficulty. But if we choose to find the positive, find the thing that we can be grateful for look for the joy. As you have said, it really will be that little tiny shift that we need to step forward instead of being held in the past. You know, one thing I see women do a lot and it's so easy and that is settle with the man that's right in front of you rather than waiting for the right one. It's not to say that the man right in front of you is a bad man. It's not to say that he doesn't have great qualities. It is not, it's not to say that he may not make a good candidate life partner for someone, but it may not be you. Mm. It may not be that you're the one that's supposed to have that relationship, that you're the one that's supposed to take this further to say, I'm going to commit myself to this person. You know, the the man in front of you may not be the right man, and it's there's nothing wrong with walking away from it. And there's nothing wrong with walking away from it single and saying, and I'm going to be alone for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this makes me think of the conversation, the first conversation actually that we had with Dr. Zoe on the show um, in episode four, because she said this is a common struggle she finds clients are talking to her about. Um And she talked about that exercise of, you know, if you're in this position where you're seeking to be in a relationship, um, that's perfectly fine and a great place to be, but you get to be choosy and you have to come up with a list of characteristics that you're looking for in a guy. And, um, obviously that I'm in a season where I need to be making that list. And ironically, I've chosen to have Zoe help me with, um, those kinds of things. And so we've had conversations about what would that look like for me? And, um, I can say from experience that there had been seasons, boys I dated, let's just say boys, because, you know, from an early age, I made some wrong decisions out of, um, you know, emotional struggle and difficulty in my life. And, coming up with that list of non-negotiables and not just choosing the guy that happens to be available is a big, big regret saver. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, there's nothing wrong. Again, there's nothing wrong with being single. I don't know how many times I want to say that there's nothing wrong with being single. There's nothing wrong. But there really isn't. Actually, there is a lot of um, joy that you can get, opportunities that you can create 
and experience and self, and growth that can happen in that season. So don't feel like you have to fill life with a man. And I'm not saying don't think you don't, mm-hmm. because when that relationship comes along and it's the right one, it's amazing. It's incredible. But don't make it the the most important decision in your life or the, mo- the thing you're looking for the most, because you could regret it. So we've obviously said that this Grit and Grace Life podcast is for all women, single married or single again, and I am single again. And there are days that I'm incredibly lonely because of that. And then there are other days where I'm like, this is awesome. I can eat whatever I want. I can watch (laughs) whatever I want. Um, I can, you know, do whatever I want with my free time. I don't have to check with anyone. And I'm forcing myself to enjoy the positive parts of this season and really seeking to grow in my faith in this season and grow in my career in this season and develop my relationships with friends in my life and family. Um, There are so many positive things that you do get the opportunity to focus on when you're not in a serious relationship. And so to my other single ladies, just saying, this is something that we want to protect ourselves from um, trying to rush past something that could be really good for us. Absolutely. Another one that I think helps us not live in life of regret is trust yourself. Hmm. Trust trust the little voice that tells you this is opportunity is not one you should take. Hmm. This relationship is not one that's good for you. This job is probably not the right one for you or this career path may, may need to change because it's not what your heart really wants. Trust yourself. I feel like you would be a good example of this as somebody that you probably have been um, one that's been able to kind of go with her gut a little more than maybe the average woman in life. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying it's always right. I'm not saying I didn't <laughs> hit a few walls along the way, that's but funny. but yeah, because I, I've, you know, you have to realize that you know you better than anybody, or at least you need to learn to if you're still working through that. Um, and the other people's opinions or thoughts may be right. They're not always wrong, mm-hmm. but they may not. So trust that inner voice, that feeling in your heart of hearts that says yes, no, or even maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. this is good, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it a little more time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure it out. I'm mm-hmm. not going to jump on. I'm not going to jump off. I'm going to listen to my heart over a few days, a few weeks, a few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we go from saying you got to trust yourself, that goes right into trusting yourself to make the decision at the end of the day. I think sometimes as a woman, I can look around me to the other people I love in my life and the other people that I trust in my life and want them to make the big decisions for me. I don't know if it's because I want to then blame them if it doesn't go well (laughs) (laughs) or if it ultimately goes back to I don't trust myself and so I'll put the responsibility onto somebody else. But we do have the grit and grace to make decisions. Sometimes it's going to take longer than we want it to. But I think there's power in choosing to be assertive and go ahead and make a decision for yourself. Even if you have to, you know, make a right turn a little bit further down the road when you wish you could have stayed on, you know, the easier, straighter path the whole way. But sometimes we got to just make decisions and go with it. Well, and I think there's times where we think decisions, every decision we make is going to be life altering. Are you saying it's not? No, of course it's not. There's a whole, whole, whole lot of stuff that isn't, doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Mm. You know, the ones that matter, the high lines, you know, who you build a life with, you know, what, what you decide in your faith 
that's obviously vital. Um, you know, jobs. I don't know. That's not like a mm-hmm. end all. Where decision. you live? Which house to Where buy? Where you those live? Kinds of what things. house? You know, they're they're all important decisions. But the truth is, if you buy one house, you live there for a while. You're going to sell it. You'll move to another house. <laughs> you know, so don't feel like every decision is going to be the beginning or end of everything because mm-hmm. it it isn't. I remember getting advice kind of early on um, after I started following Christ and had somebody in the faith really just kind of helping me with this. I was feeling the pressure of, I have to make every decision. It probably was post-college and, oh, now I'm a real grown up and I have to do everything right. Um, And I just remember him saying, sometimes it just comes down to you love God and do what you want to. And that love God is quantified by, you know, you have people in your life that you respect and mentor you and you you spend time in the word regularly. And that's part of how you know if you're making the right decision, but love God and do what you want to. And that's, sometimes it is that simple. And and maybe you just need to hear that, that we overcomplicate and we overthink sometimes way too often as women. Love God and do what you want to. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. This makes me also think of Ashley Johnson, our managing editor's article, Two Ways to Break Free from Self-Sabotage. I'm going to link to that one in the show notes because she talks about um, the all or nothing mindset and just how fear, both of those things hold us back as women. So I think that will be really helpful to someone. You know, I also want to recommend you check out a recent article from Dr. Zoe, and it's When a Strong Woman is Quitting and Not Failing. I think that one really speaks to some of the things we've been talking about. I think one thing that... I would encourage everyone that listens to us to do is grab the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Don't miss a wonderful moment in time. Mm -hmm. I I actually do have one regret, Julie. Ooh, let me hear it. I I mean, let's not break it down to only one because I'm sure I have others. But this one, I was touring in Europe with one of my bands. Mm -hmm. And we had only gotten two or three hours of sleep a night for five days. We were exhausted. We were going to a military base in Germany. And they were going to be performing there that night, and we were just whooped. And when we got there, they said, we've arranged for you to ride in the tanks. Cool. Just to take, well, we didn't do it. No, dar. We all looked at each other and went, we just so can't, tired. we can't do anything but crawl in bed right now. We are dying. You could have slept on the tank. I should have. <laughs> I regret that. I absolutely Aww. regret that. But what I'm saying is don't. Don't miss an opportunity. Life is really exciting and fun. So if it's there, go for it. I think that's really, sometimes we are given things and we think, well, well, I'll just do that next time I'm here. I'll ride in the tank next time on my (laughs) (laughs) military tour. That didn't come around again, did it, Dar? Nope, it did not. Yep, that's something, as you just said that, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I got to keep that in mind. That was part of my goal for this year is to just say yes to more things. And that's something I've been doing. And I appreciate your influence in my life. That's been part of the reason I've said yes to a lot of things this year. And I have found myself tired (laughs) in seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe there's too much of a yes sometimes. Um, But I have been enjoying kind of pushing the envelope a little bit and trying new things because there there is joy in adventure, especially when you've kind of said no to it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, whether it's travel, whether it's jobs, whether it's friendships, mm. whether it's a new restaurant, mm. you know, give it a go. Maybe you just go for that bold fashion choice. You know, something Facebook has added to their ever-changing features, you know, that on this day oh, yeah. thing where you can look back. Yes. Um, do you look at those? 
Occasionally. Does Dan look at them for you and yes. sometimes point them out? Yes, he does. <laughs> well, I actually make it a point every day to look at them because it's fun to look back and see different memories. Um, and I have found myself kind of cringing at fashion choices that I've made. Julie, you really? It's weird, right? But yeah. you know what I've decided even in the last couple of weeks, like I'm not going to be embarrassed about things I did because part of what I love is to just do the bold fashion thing. And so I'm not going to be embarrassed when in five years from now, we're going to be so shocked at what I was wearing today. But you know what? I'm just going with it. Okay. I'm not going to have regret over my fashion choices. I'm just going to say this. When you live through the 80s, there is no fashion <laughs> choice that really means anything anymore. So <laughs> oh, that's true. So we've talked on this episode about having regret and we've decided to just go ahead and admit that we all experience it from time to time, but we get to choose. Is it going to hold us back or is it going to propel us forward? And are we going to learn from it? Mm. And are we going to become empathetic Mm. toward people who find themselves where we were? Mm, The things, the choices we made and they're making them. Are we going to draw from our experience, not regret, Mm. our experience and encourage and help them? So if you're finding yourself in a season where maybe you're struggling with a consequence of a decision you've made or not made in the past, we just want to remind you to extend yourself a little bit of grace that we've all been there. We will all be there again, but tap into your grit and make a choice to learn, (laughs) learn the lesson that this opportunity is going to give you and make a different choice going forward in your grit and grace life. We're going to leave you with this quote from Victoria Holt. Never regret. If it's good, it's wonderful. If it's bad, it's experience. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.